Welcome to Owen and Brew's Barbecue. We're dusting off the cobwebs tonight because we have all the chefs back in, in ready to make you something. But the only thing we have left is this loath cat food. Mmm. Serving that up because that's the only thing featured. His legs look a little scrawny though. Yeah. Well, yeah. hopefully it'll 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 do. Uh, we have Chris. Nick and myself, my name is Matt. We are here to talk about all things Ahsoka, the first two episodes of season one. So yeah. if you haven't watched that, just jump off. Probably shouldn't listen right now. We're going to just jump. Oh, there's the there's the beeper. It's chopper. It's your, fi it's, it's your final warning. <laughs> it's your final warning. That's <laughs> it. From here on out, we're talking all things Ahsoka. Spoiler free. Well, it's not cool. spoiler free. Yeah. All right. Well, it's, spo it's spoiler full, actually. We're, spo we're, spoiler we're, full. We're going to spoil the hell out of these two episodes. So, if you have your, again, this is your final warning. If you haven't watched it, if you don't want to be spoiled, you should be listening. You should probably watch those two episodes before you listen to this, ep listen to this episode. Um, but yeah, so let's get into it. So, Ahsoka, right. uh, Ahsoka series, uh, episode one, Master and Apprentice. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, Okay, so I haven't talked to you guys. I have no idea. Not, what, no, I have no idea. No clue. What, I've, we haven't texted each other about it. We've I've been trying to stay so silent from from you guys. Yes. So yeah, you asked to be spoiler free, so we yep. didn't say another word. We're going at this raw. <laughs> going at it raw. Okay, so raw. my my initial takes on it were it was it was hard for me to get past um, one character. Um, I just it was as a fan of Rebels and mm -hmm. the show it definitely feels like it's 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 a continuation of Rebels. Um, it's funny, like I, I wouldn't have thought you coming out with a negative. <laughs> well, know? it just even my wife, who's watched Rebels with the kids and I, like we, it was kind of our family show there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so she had a hard time with this character as well. Mm -hmm. So, the other character that I know some some fans might have issues with, I. It works for me. So totally works for me. Who's the first character you're referring to? Hera. Exactly. Yeah. I. It's hard for me to get past Hera. There's a couple yep. things from, even from from Rebels. A. She had a more mom bod. Yeah. By, by the way. Yeah. Uh. And in, in, well, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. No, no, in the, in the cartoon. In the cartoon. Okay. Yes. You, in the you cartoon. Mom bod. She got them curves. What are you talking about? that's what i'm saying she's, she's got naughty. mom she's hips. just drawn that way you know? yeah she has i'm just saying she's hippier than the act act actress that they decided to play her yeah my, Fig, that's, figure, that's a route that i didn't think you were gonna take figure but, okay. aside even her face doesn't fit it doesn't fit nothing fits my, it. my it expectations fit. and I can, I, I can only assume that she got the role because of who she's married to Oh, would, we're looking at nepotism here. Who, wait, who wait, wait, wait. Who, 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 is who is she married to? Do you not know who no, Mary no Elizabeth Wanstead is married to? No no clue. Ewan McGregor. Um, oh, huh. Yeah. Okay. That's a weird. Yeah, I but huh. I, I agree with you. Like, I had voiced a concern to my sister, who also loved Rebels, uh, about... Yeah. Yeah, you can always kind of go, well, does that character really look like him or not? But that was the only one I went, wait a minute. Because yeah, in my mm. mind, Hera to me was either like an Indonesian or mm. black woman or something like that. Just the way she was drawn. But that's no big deal. I mean, that could always change. Sure. But yeah, exactly. The attitude, the way she delivered the attitude, lines. The way like, she I never carried felt it was herself. Hera. Like, yeah. it, it didn't feel like Hera to me. So that was like a hard part for me to get over immediately because because one of the first scenes that we have with ahsoka is talking to hera yeah right um and and to me that felt like the clunkiest part of these two episodes you see and, it's and interesting what, you say that right because i think i have the opposite take from what you're thinking okay oh, okay um and i say this because i this is what one of my friends from work actually mentioned this to me they said, hey, keep an eye on this and tell me what you think. And I completely agree with him. And perhaps it's just because it's the setup episodes. Clearly, these are two setup episodes for the series, right? Like, mm, like right. They're, they, they, they do establishing a, a few big things that they're going to be carrying mm -hmm. on the rest of the series. Um, I did not love Rosario Dawson's Ahsoka. Yeah. That was, okay. I have I had three concerns. I'm sorry, Chris, to interrupt you. Uh, you know, I had, I'm saying I, yeah. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate mm -hmm. it. No, I don't hate her. Yeah, but the way she's portraying the character, yeah. mm -hmm. granted, it's been what 
five to ten years since the end of Rebels, right? Fifteen, yeah. I think. Fifteen. Okay, even fifteen years, right? Yeah. She is a muted version yeah. of that's, Ahsoka. That's like I've I've been dwelling on this thought as well, because um, that was actually my number one concern going into Ahsoka. Because what we've seen from Rosario Dawson's portrayal of Ahsoka so far has been very dry and stiff. Yes, mm-hmm. and. And we're not, and it's like, it's like if, if she warms up to the role or if there's something right. written where you actually see snips, like I want to see right. snips. I want to see, see snips too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to see this lovable Ahsoka that we all can relate to and we have not gotten it yet. But did, uh, we, did we get that from, from Rebels? We had a few moments right. peppered in, but they were yeah. very, very few in, in Rebels where we actually, because she did take on more of a mature right. role in Rebels. Yeah. So the the feelings that i'm getting from her character are more of a place of like um arrogance is that yeah i don't like, know about arrogance I'm, I'm, I'm thinking what? more of like the i just the, i didn't get i didn't get this this there's a connection between um you know sabine and right. and uh, ahsoka that they're trying to set up well, and the, and we got to parts of that in the second episode, but I never really yeah. feel that any of the characters right. clicked together. I mean, I, I think that's going to be the overall arc of the series, right? I mm-hmm. mean, obviously, you know, because we, we end the second episode when Ahsoka acknowledges her as her past yes. again, right. right? So, like, right. like that was a good moment. But, I, I, again, I, I prefaced <clears throat> my, 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 my beef a little bit by saying, that perhaps this is just how they have to start it, right? Right. Maybe we'll get yeah. more of that. Yeah, because there's one line in particular that, that irked me just a little bit, but I understood why they put it in there. And it was when it's in those first dialogues where uh, saying Thrawn's, you know, dead. He's been dead since blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, they had to put that in there for non-rebel viewers. Right, you know, right, uh, right, 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 for right. sure. Uh, shit. Um, there, there was, there was a, there was a little bit of, oh. or a, I wouldn't say a little bit. I felt like there was a lot of like, okay, if you've already, if for the people that haven't seen Rebels and are never going to see it, we have to placate to you. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think that's the only thing that is frustrating for us Rebels fans. It's like we've been here carrying this torch. Don't, <laughs> don't talk to us like we're, we're dumb, you know. So. To, to yeah. make a point, I wanted to make a minute ago. One second, Chris. Um, about about the way I think about the way Rosario Dawson is portraying Ahsoka now, is I'm, I, the only way I can justify it in my brain is the same as the way Luke's trajectory in the original trilogy goes right. from you know silly to uh, relatable to he is dead stone serious in Return of the Jedi because he's a Jedi right. at that point you know mm-hmm. and so that's the only way I'm thinking about it is like okay you know Luke was very placid in Return of the Jedi for the most part I was like that's the way I'm trying to justify it's like okay she's now become an adult she's serious about you know what her mission is and you know and so okay like, okay we'll see we'll see though i'm still hoping yeah. for snips because she because she walked away from the jedi temple at this point what like 20 years prior so it's mm-hmm. like right or 15 years 15 20 years prior so she's definitely a full-on fulcrum right it, but right like yeah i don't know but, but i think you're i think you're right though i think there's like a we're, we're not we're seeing a different ahsoka than we know from rebels mm-hmm. and i think we either have to come to terms with that yeah or yeah. perhaps there'll be something that's gonna pop up but so I, I think we're all kind of in the same boat when it comes to like kind of how the, the character portrayal if you will but mm-hmm. what did you guys think of the overall of the episodes and like the, of like the I, how everything went you know I, I gave them a solid b to b plus uh i okay. think they're solid i enjoyed them um there's definitely some things I probably wouldn't have gone with, but they're Nick picky. You know, they're not like yeah. big things. You know, they're little things. Where I'm like, okay, I see what you're doing there. I probably would have not right. have done that. Um, but I did enjoy, I actually enjoyed these two episodes better than I did the entire sequel trilogy. So that's saying something. Uh, uh, so then it's saying something. Yeah, and, and I tend to agree with you on this one, Nick, but I, I actually would probably give it a higher score. Um, I'll give it an A. I actually really enjoyed mm-hmm. both episodes. I thought they were fantastic. Mm-hmm nitpicking a side of the yeah. of the character yeah. trail whatever the storyline nothing great. major there's nothing major and i'm what, like what the hell you know well, I, I, actually, I mean, like, oh yeah I, that's good but here, yeah. here's here's one thing yeah. that i i didn't think i i didn't realize this until after watching mm-hmm. um of how woman dominant both episodes were yeah. right it was it was awesome like if you think if you think back you look at it even 
uh what's his name baylor um yeah yeah uh he he almost took a back seat to his padawan which i thought was kind of cool right um but just in i think it was even directed or written screen or, or, or one of the producers was a female like, like it was it was it was awesome to see like it's just an all like an all female driven storyline, which I thought was right. really really cool. And um, this is this I'm is here, where it's done that. right. You know, this is where it's yeah. done right. You know, that's where a lot of you're getting a lot of this backlash from a lot of fans of different kinds of genres right. because this I you know you wouldn't even think about it that it's you don't all think female. About, I, I didn't think about I didn't think about it. Yeah, right. but, when, but when you come into it going like this is all female driven you're like to be female you're right right, right. like why like why? just write good characters which they're doing right and like and and they they don't, i don't want i don't want listeners to think that just because we're we're like being fanboys about like oh, hey right. this this character hera doesn't fit to my expectation right. of this show mm-hmm. that aside to chris's point plot wise i enjoyed what was set up i like the nod yeah, to right. a new hope at the very beginning of the yep. first episode that was really cool like the way that this ship came in it almost felt like and because i've been watching a lot of star trek there was some star trek vibes because we actually saw the bridge of the oh you know dude that was such a star trek bridge like right moment. uh when, <laughs> right? when he went like when the pirates yeah. came or when baylor came in and was it with is, is it baylor am i getting i think right? I it was, it was right? baylor Balin. sorry yeah. Balin. no that's okay a n total enterprise vibe right yeah <laughs> he's like and, uh he's got his engineering to his left right. his, his big captain. he puts his feet that, up like with his stirrups and stuff you know, like that was actually my first nick pick was uh and i get it's because it's the new republic and everything is new but like i was like their uniforms are too clean they're too like pressed like you know like i was like right. i'm used yeah, to the green star wars of like yeah hey, nothing's perfect you know i was like their uniforms are too perfect there's it's, there's, like, a, okay. there's a lot over it I think there's a lot with the TV and or aside. I think there's a lot with the TV production that tends to be a little bit more less lived in. And those are the mm-hmm. moments like we've seen it in Book of Boba Fett. We've seen it in Mandalorian. There's moments where we're kind of like, this just feels kind of like, like we put together the nicest uniforms or the nicest right. things. I don't mind seeing that aspect in the with the spaceship. It's more mm-hmm. of kind of like that everyday live in down on the down on the streets or the grunge kind of aspect um the I, I uh, do, yeah go ahead i do think they, they did a nice job of kind of like bridging the um like that the empire is gone and we're building mm-hmm. a new republic but it doesn't happen in a day and there's right. going to be some holdovers there's going to be some dissenters which i thought was actually really interesting because it, it, it was very very parallel to andor in that sense right um when with uh with what's his name like or um the guy that was in uh, Book of Boba Fett, uh, the scientist, you know, he's going through. And, oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like it, it felt very, very similar to that, which I thought was really good because it's definitely a it's real, relatively time frame ish. I think it's around the same time, isn't it? Andor and. Yeah. 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 Um, which I thought was really, really cool. Like, I, and, I, I Andor and, handled. No, and, Andor. Like Andor is before. before. Yeah, Andor is before. Oh, I'm sorry, but, there... it, but it's in between. Um, um it's still it's still the rebuilding of the republic i should say like that that's yeah that's what that, that yeah. whole thing was um so uh, the um the second episode got a, a little bit more into that the nuts and bolts of them tracking down this mm-hmm. this uh you know and this uh place on Corellia, right yeah. um which which that was the the part where i was i was enjoying kind of seeing and and this was you know, the one moment where I enjoyed seeing Hera kind of like throw her weight around is like, no, I'm a general. Like if this is classified, then I should be able to see it. So I liked kind of like a little bit of that crime drama of two detectives going in uh, to figure out or solve something that felt very Clone Wars-esque where you put these two characters together going in and find, finding something nefarious happening. And then and then the action battle set up. Um, and then even the payoff, um, I know I'm jumping to the second episode, but I really felt like the second episode was where, and I'm glad they released that second episode because it really felt like- I think we were, they had to. Yeah. We were live well, especially with that cliffhanger, right? Well, that's, I mean, it wasn't a cliffhanger. And that's 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 kind of like, I've had I've read some people kind of complaining about that. Um, and we can get into that later if you want. But uh, just about, 
like they've done that too many times now where it's like, you know that she's not dead so don't mm-hmm. do that crap anymore you know and and if they would have left it with one episode like that with a character you don't know it's kind of like eh, it's i think I, I just realized i just realized the error of what i just mentioned a minute ago Andor is like literally 40 years prior <laughs> right, it right. Has nothing to do with <laughs> what the hell am i thinking of mandalorian and that's i don't but I guess like that, the cliffhanger moment and and of, you know, Sabine being stabbed, I think we're yeah. supposed to see the folly of her ways or like the fact that she's not fully trained, that she she kind of right. left herself open for this. And she she kind of she effed up and she, you know, she found out basically what is, is what is R2 saying right now to us? Oh, yeah. Well, it's just like I was supposed to change this pod like a couple hours ago, so now it's going change it, change it, change it. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, so my third uh, concern going into Ahsoka had to do with Sabine because you know Matt knows I, I'm not a fan of Kathleen Kennedy, and she had no say in the uh, Ahsoka series, but she still gave a lot of thoughts to uh, John Favreau. Not John Favreau uh, uh, Filoni. Filoni. And Filoni did allow some of her thoughts into his script. And one of them was that Sabine had to wield a lightsaber. And so that was one of my concerns going into it. Well, she didn't really show any kind of you know, abilities with the Force and Rebels. I was like, let's see where it goes with it. I'm just curious. I've actually kind of enjoyed it. And the fact that she's just kind of a, a novice, she doesn't really mm-hmm. have any skills. And I even liked in episode two, the droid saying, like, of all the uh, Padawans I've ever seen, you probably have the least Force ability. You know, and so I was like, okay. Do, like, do now you, this makes do you know who sense. voices that droid, by the way? No, no, I don't. It's David Tennant. Okay. Okay, that's where I saw his name. I saw his name yeah. in the credits, and I was like, where I didn't realize it until where after I saw tenant? a post. I saw a post like on Instagram or something like that talking about um, okay. him as the uh, as the, uh, the the lightsaber droid from Clone Wars, right? Or from so, Rebels. So I'm I am like I basically just watched the the episodes with my kids tonight and probably yeah. like two hours ago. So I've really stayed no Fresh news. Yeah. yeah, like just trying to yeah. like avoid. But I saw his name in the credits and. I was just wondering, like, who who was he? I didn't like, even go he, back. He kind of stole the show a little bit, right? I mean, say so he mm-hmm. like like he he had some of the, he was the comic relief of the show, which I thought was actually yeah. pretty interesting. I, I like that they went with the no mouth movement, like C three PO. I thought it was a bold mm-hmm. choice for the robot. Do you have a to have that? And we've seen this design of the robot in comic books and and mm-hmm. also in in the cartoon uh, Clone Wars. So to see him kind of brought to life and but the expression and some of the things that they did with his eyes there's a moment where he's kind of looking down or kind of like looking sad and so um they they really kind of carry that emotion just through eyes alone but i like that they i I love i loved that the interaction between he and uh and sabine in episode Mm -hmm. two right where sabine was kind of a bit on her high horse being like woe is me well what's her problem she walked away from me and he was like, well, you fucking suck. <laughs> like, like you're one of the worst Jedis I've ever met in my life. Like, like you, right, right. you don't have the skills. You don't have anything. You've got a lot to learn. And it was like, he yeah. just smacked your, I'm sorry, this is a non-inclusive podcast. but <laughs> It was. Um, that, it was until that that's point. Why, that's, why I, that's why I liked episode one and two with Sabine doing it. It's because, like, you clearly tell that she is not trained hardly at all. No. And so it gives her no. room to grow if they yeah. make her you know instead of like coming out going like yeah i'm a badass from episode one it's like no like she's it, got a lot it would have been it would have been nice if ahsoka had mentioned kanan because she did yeah. train with kanan and there was a but, moment there was a yeah. moment where ahsoka like was talking about her training with 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 ahsoka with but i Anakin. almost kind of oh. wish like like there was a missed moment i felt like with just even name dropping him but that's when i, yeah, I feel you, you like know why you know why at all because because Kanan is don't a... <laughs> no, I don't do it. Whatever. Don't do it. I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm yeah, just kidding. I, I, I have no, a but... feeling they won't even mention him because there's so many people who haven't watched Rebels, and there's so many, and they look right. like who the heck's Kanan? Like they okay. don't. It's, it's a, it's, it's a much bigger storyline to incorporate. Where's Jason's Anakin. daddy? Huh? Yeah. Well, Come I mean, on. they can always show the kid, but they just be like, "Oh yeah, your dad was right. a former Jedi," and that's probably how they'll leave it, and that's it. Ah, uh, right. I hope. I hope that if they do, like. When they do, I want it to mean something. I want it to yeah. be 
But I felt like there was an opportunity there because she legit trained, like Kanan trained her with the dark saber. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I felt like she's had some saber training clearly with him. And then there's another period of time that we haven't seen where she clearly was training with Ahsoka. But we but, just don't see he, that. And, and, and here's the reason why, in my opinion, right? So you think about mm-hmm. like there's two, there's two big storylines they're going to have to weave in. If they add too many, it's going to be too much for the series. Number one, you're going to have like you have like Ahsoka is 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 kind of going to be balancing between trying to be the master she never had, right? right. And there's going to be flashbacks. There's going to be and, and like there's going to pay homage to, to Anakin and Darth Vader most likely. And there's also you can tell they've chosen the storyline for for Sabine, who's more tied to Ezra. Right, right. Like she got, she's super emotional. The whole reason why she tried to unlock the the map and go with her is because of Ezra. Like yeah. she's in love with Ezra. Like the the, the hologram said that they're they're like brother and sister. Exactly. No, That's what she, I was say. She's yeah. she's in love with Ezra. I mean, it's it's clear, right? And they kind of she's spun older. that a little bit about how Ezra okay. gifted her the lightsaber, and then like, um, and she but she modified it and she made it her own, which I think is kind of interesting. Yeah. So. I, that, that yeah. she didn't build a lightsaber she just tweaked one right which yeah. i think is kind of interesting i don't know if they'll ever you know ship them or whatever we want to call it you know like because that to you know, me come felt, on come that, on they've been shipping felt, them ever since i Rebels. know but they've been doing that and then but that to me he friends with that video like i'm shooting this down to where like no you're she friend zoned him yeah and Rebels. no but in, but in but in ahsoka he friend zoned her that's what i'm saying right like, so he's it's, like it's, i it's, think of it, you like my sister like my I'm sister like, like to me i felt like feloni <laughs> going like i'm ending this theory right now but yeah i don't we'll, know we'll see we'll see well, yeah. you, you know, brother, sister, maybe he's maybe he's, not. he's taking There's a page from Lucas. There. He's he's like, I'm gonna make this brother sister thing even weirder. Oh yeah, you can do that too. <laughs> oh, I, I do want to tell like a not a joke, but my immediate thought uh, at the end of episode one when Sabine gets stabbed, I just wanted mm-hmm. like the Force Ghost of Qui Gon to appear and go, like, "Am I a fucking? I'm sorry. Am I a joke <laughs> to you not people? Too late. It's already, yeah, it's already there. yeah. Like, am I a joke to you people? Like, what's going? Because you know, yeah. how many people have we seen now? You know, through Obi Wan, through this, like, get stabbed with the lightsaber and then live, and you're, you know. It's I, where I he was. He was stabbed in his chakra. She was just uh, off right. to the right. Side, which was right, right, right where his midichlorians yeah. are, are produced. Pretty uh, much, yeah. he but he was stabbed in the midichlorian gland. So, uh, she, so, so we got a few more minutes to talk about. There's some interesting, you know, uh, characters that were added into the series thus far. We got, this is our second time seeing a loath cat on live action. Oh my gosh, that, that, that was! I think so that made cool. everybody happy that yeah. there was a rebel oh, fan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chopper, chopper, excellent chopper. My daughter, said, yeah. my daughter said, I think Chopper's my like the happiest. Like, like she was happiest to see Chopper of all the characters. Yeah. This is my yeah. daughter who's like, I mean, well, she's been waiting for Ahsoka. Like she was just yeah. I, I had to kind of have a moment with my both my kids. I was like, okay, we're gonna start this. And I can't <laughs> have you guys arguing right like, about Star Wars facts and you know, so and then and then there's a character that I did not know about, did not expect, um, but an interesting surprise to have Mor- Morgan, I think it is, the a night sister. Right. That that to me was very hard to accept. Uh that it was, was. One of, that was right. one of my nitpicks because I was like, I don't believe her to be a night sister. You know, I was like, I just I, right. I'm fine with it. I like it. I I think it opens up a lot more story ground. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for it, but it's just one of those things where I was like, eh, she doesn't I look now, like... Did, did Thrawn know. have any ins with the Night Sisters back no. in the day? I'm trying to remember from me. The books, no, so no, no, his whole those, connection those wiped out in the Clone Wars. And his whole connection was with right. the Chiss. Yeah. So it would have been interesting, or maybe they'll bring in the Chiss, but it would make more sense right. for him to have this, this other Chiss side out there like searching for him. And one more thing to riddle me here. Riddle me. Yeah. So, uh, what's his name? Balin. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when talking to his Padawan about the implications of mm-hmm. the return of Thrawn, mm-hmm. um, he makes the statement. Of, you know, or she asks, "What's in it for us? What do we get out of this Which whole thing?" It? Some people get war. Some war people for, get war for war for some. War for some, and I forget. And then power for us. Yeah, power yeah. For us. more power she than said, you. She goes, ever... More power than you ever imagined. What could Thrawn do? That's going to provide more power than they could ever imagine to okay. uh, so Sith. 
Do you, you want to do you want to know what my theory is? I don't know if it'll happen yes. this season or not, but I, I think I I think one I think Valen will end up turning. I don't think he's because he's not a full Sith. He is a, probably what's a dark Jedi if I had to bet. Right. Uh, and I think that whole story is going to be about the world between worlds. Uh, and I think that Thrawn is going to try because only a from what we know only a Sith or a Jedi can access the world between worlds. And I think that Thrawn's plan is going to be to try to use that to bring back the Emperor uh, into this new world to bring to reestablish the Empire. Uh, but See, I, but I think, but I think Balin though, because like even that that last line in the second episode of it would be a shame to, uh, you know, kill a Jedi. There's so few left. That's not mm-hmm. that's not dark yeah. side thinking. You know, right. and so I was like, "Oh, I was like, that is a big tell of his person personality." Well, you said, and she, and she said, "Is that are you, or is that emotion?" He said, "No, it's facts." And yeah. I was like, "Oh, so, so I've I've been wondering because we got this name dropped in the the trailer, you know, which was Ahsoka saying heir to the Empire." Yeah, you right. Know, which you know, alarm bells are going off and nerd heads everywhere. We're like, whoop, whoop, like <laughs> what's going to happen? So, you know, like one of my things was always like, oh, are we going to see Saboth? You know, are we going to see this evil Jedi master from Tantus? Like they've, they've teased Mount Tantus in, mm-hmm. in, um, oh, uh, Bad Batch, right? They've teased that mountain and the idea that there's this dark Jedi, right? That we, we meet in heir to the empire. So, um, I, I was like, when seeing Balin, I was like, oh, maybe he's going to be Sabath, or maybe they'll try in some aspect right. of Sabath being a Jedi clone. Mm-hmm. Now, sadly, the actor has passed. Right. Right. So, Ray, um, what's his, what's Stevenson? his last name? Stevenson? Right. Yeah, um, he passed 50 something years old, 60 years old. Oh, sad. Jesus. Um, and, uh, a good-looking guy, like, oh, like yeah, he looks yeah. like he was like had it. Dude, and he crushes the role, yeah. right? Like he crushes job. the role as a Jedi. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he was awesome. I mean, he's been, you know, he's been in. T- I mean, I always remember him from Rome, uh, and I and also uh, King Arthur that came out like twenty years ago. Uh, you know, he's always played good oh. roles. What time? I thought we were going an hour. Yeah, we are. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, because for everyone out there, Chris was like, "Oh, we're running out of time." I was like, "No, we got like another thirty minutes." <laughs> My fault. I thought we were nine thirty. Okay, no, I was like cool. speeding things along too. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's good. I, I like that. Um, I guess I didn't read the text. No, it's okay. Um, but but Ray Stevenson, yeah, had given more emotion and and more expression through some of his things than. I'll just say some other actors in this, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, even his his dark apprentice, like she's got a very cool look. Um, you definitely think that like they're they're setting this up where you know she's obviously going to face off against Sabine. Mm-hmm. Um, Sabine needs to go through a montage and like right quick, <laughs> right? Rocky montage, or yeah. Kid type yeah. Of. yeah, running on the beaches of uh, yeah, yeah, some Jedi know. temple somewhere. Um, I, I gotta say, I'm, I'm excited about this season based on these two episodes. Yeah. Um, it's setting up some things. The eye of Scion, is that what it was called? Yeah. That's the, the, their warp drive the, or whatever that, you want to call that it. That was yeah. cool. I yeah, liked that I agree. As, as a concept, like let's take something and blow it up like the Death Star. And this time it's about a warp drive to go to a, an entirely different galaxy. So See, I love that, that concept as far yeah. as a sci-fi, like. That 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 That's little bit bothered nitpicks. me. Yeah, it's one sure. of my nitpicks because, like you know, in my Loved brain, it. looking at so many Star Wars maps, you know, my whole childhood is like, I always thought that Thrawn and Ezra went to the unknown regions of within the same galaxy, you know, right. and because we've read so much about them, I was like, oh, that's where they clearly went, and then to show an entirely different galaxy, I'm like, wait a minute, he's like, you know, how far another galaxy is from a galaxy? I was like, that's so one of the things that they showed in one of those those diagrams or in the temple were the pergil. Yeah. And so yes. my understanding from this, and perhaps this is where this map come, comes from, because how do you get a map for where Thrawn is if he's right. – how, how is he going to leave this clue? No, the map 
has to do with yeah yeah it's ancient and i think it has to do with this pergil because the pergil clearly took him to this other galaxy what else is going to take him there so that's why they need this big huge uh hyper drive loop so that that to me it makes sense now it makes sense there's a lot of things though that like happened that i was already like going no 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 like not you they're going because like show where the uh, the map sphere was i was like wait mm-hmm. are we pulling a um uh rise of skywalker thing here where there's like other right. there's a MacGuffin, but they've only been disappeared for 15 years and you've got this ancient temple what's going on here also by the way very indiana jones slash fifth element vibes in that scene mm-hmm. which i thought was yes. funny uh, but i did enjoy that uh, i got all kinds of stuff written down I like I like, I like that it that there is a logical explanation to it. Yeah. That it's not completely just like on one on one hand, I was kind of with you there, Nick. I was like, oh, oh, no, I'm going to have yeah. to podcast with with two guys that are just going to be <laughs> upset about a dagger for the rest right. of my life. Um, but the sphere map and the fact that it's a Rubik's Cube and she figures it out. Yeah, that was you know? yeah. Um, so I like those character beats with with Sabine. Um and of of the three, Hera, Ahsoka, and Sabine, I'm I'm 100 in on Sabine's character. I even liked how yeah, she, she laid out the job. armor. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. she's laying out the armor. She's looking at the helmet. Uh, vibes of Episode Two. You know, looking yeah. at the helmet there, kneeling down. There's there's that moment that references Episode One where the the apprentice is searching you know, for Sabine and she's up on the hill, like, like Maul. I mean, he just, just, I just like Darth Maul. It just, it, I love those little, you know, rhymes. That's Filoni you know? just swinging yeah. around. You know? I even like a little thing, like, uh, you know, the only images we had of Sabine up until the episode was her with the short purple hair. And I kept thinking like, oh man, you gotta have more flair in there, you know, for Sabine. And then when you see her, you know, with the long hair, especially in the first episode, you're like, ah, there's all the color and stuff. And then I liked how, you know, I liked how they cut. And now she's, you know, back to where she should be. And (laughs) and actually, when she laid out when when she laid out the armor, I was really hoping for the uh, the decks, you know, shoulder pads, you know, the the yellow black. So I know she's painted differently a few back in Rebels, but I was like, ah, Mm -hmm. this is too plain. I want uh, something else. I know I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then like even Clancy Brown, who's been in God knows yeah, how much stuff right? in Star Wars. Kelvin, yeah. Kelvin Inman. And he's yeah. he's the voice. That was the great thing. He's he's the voice of um Savage. Uh, oh, oh, what, and then yeah, he's done so his many char- other ones too. His yeah. his character, yeah, but um I gotta Oh yes, it. the one the other cartoon character, yeah, that he does. Yes. Yeah, like he is the voice of uh what is it? Um because he's now governor, writer, yeah. writer Azadi. Mm-hmm. So he's the voice of writer Azadi. So when he started talking, I didn't even have to see him. I just was yeah, like, oh, that's writer. Like, awesome. And now he's he's somebody for the... It's even better that when they made his character in Rebels, they made his character look like him, which I thought was yeah. really cool too. Right? <laughs> so like, so that, 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 that makes a super easy transition to television oh. because you're going to the source material. Um, but yeah, very, very cool. I mean, I'm trying to think of other, I mean, other than Bo-Katan, who else have we had that has been the voice as well as the actor? You right. Know? I think that's probably it. I think that's it. Yeah. So That's really got to chap, chap the ass of what's her name who did <laughs> so good. Ashley. I- well, I mean, so, I mean, she couldn't have done it. She really, because she's, no. uh, she's five foot two, you know, uh, right. But I mean, she, I mean, Ashley Eckstein, I've met her, what, four or five times. One of the sweetest people you'll ever meet. Uh, yeah. And she loves that character. I mean, she does. She loves it so much. Uh, well, she, so, she, she created it. Yeah, basically. And that's what's funny when you hear her. Because, like, I mean, even me, when, you know, eight, when you went and watched the Clone Wars movie, mm-hmm. you know, I was very mixed on the movie because it was not what people were thinking it was going to be you know you started right. in year or like at least at least six months into the clone wars and you get this annoying little kid going you know okay sky guy and all this right. like yeah and then stinky and all these like what mm-hmm. the heck is this stuff you know right. and then yeah. just watching her long arc of how people loved her character so quickly you know it's like it's just great you know it's a total success story of how to do a character it's you know? 
it's it's got to be difficult to stepping into that role and trying to create that live action. Um, and and I mean, it's it's our biggest Nick pick about this this series is probably like those that transition of of all all three of these characters. That's yeah. why we've probably spent yeah. most of my amount of time talking about that, debating it, yeah. you know, w- wishing that yeah. certain things were better, but. Like like watching that first Clone Wars cartoon, which it is long in the tooth, and you're kind of like, what am I doing? Uh, (laughs) Kevin Kiner, though, using a lot of the music, though, from season four Rebels, which was never released on any digital platform. It's a a crime because there's some really great stuff in season four Rebels. So he is the the, um, musician for uh, the composer for Ahsoka. So I'm, it was exciting to kind of hear some of those those moments, like even with the music as you're watching it. You don't even know it, but it's like he's pulling in some of those themes. Yep. So it'll be great when this is actually released on on Apple Music or you know some streaming service so that you can hear some of that music. Yeah, and I, I don't know if you, if you mentioned this probably, but it's, it's a very subtle, subtle, almost like you you felt like you're going into that like that. What's it? I don't know what the melody is, but it's like the the soft melody behind like Princess Leia slash Luke going into like a like a you know the end of the movie type of thing or like that yeah. that feel good melody. And you're like, you hear you're like, huh? Oh, oh, yeah. oh no, it's different. That's that's kind of what they <laughs> so, always so, do though. You know, like any oh, so different. after John you know? Williams will put like a few yeah. bars or at least similar yeah. notes and then mm-hmm. they'll go into their own thing. Well, kind of how Giacchino and Lost, you had like yeah. you had the, like the variations of a melody for each character or, mm-hmm. or 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 couple on the screen, right? But you, I heard it for a hot second. I was like, oh, it's going to go into like a. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's a different one, but it, it still evoked that feeling, that emotion. Well, and, like and he did he did all of Clone Wars as well, so he definitely has has a lot of right. history there with with these characters and this you know subject matter. So, mm-hmm. um, the um. Yeah, I was kind of surprised we didn't see Mon Mothma. I just kind of thought like that would be kind of like one of those like I'm sure we will. You know, yeah. I'm sure we will. It just seemed like one of those characters that they they might kind of throw in as a as an anchor point or as like, hey, look at look at who's here. You know, how about Zeb? Are we going to see Zeb? That's what I'm curious about too. Especially oh, when, yeah. when we were looking at the mural, I was like, mm-hmm. like, wait, are we going to see Zeb? We should see Zeb. I mean, we've right. seen him in in the Mandalorian. So. Right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I would they did cool. a really good job with him, or mm-hmm. visually, I feel like in Mandalorian, mm-hmm. um, that would be cool. To say. I mean, you, you, you have to, right? I mean, it's kind if of if he's working for the Alliance in the Mandalorian, and and he and it's the his voice. Like, why wouldn't why wouldn't uh, ah- Ahsoka? But I, well, I mean, they're getting the band back together, all <laughs> yeah. minus the you know the the, the whiny B. No, no, don't don't do that. Don't do that to Kanan. Okay, <laughs> don't do that. Okay, he 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 sacrificed his life for them. So okay. you think you think Freddie Prince is going to show up as a force ghost somewhere? No, he's Aww. he's he's ultimately come out as basically saying no. I'm like that was it for Kanan. Like he's been very strong and adamant that he doesn't. He didn't. He said he didn't even like them using or him recording his voice for Rise of Skywalker because he just oh, yeah. he he really was just like no. My last appearance was this. This is it for my character. And he doesn't. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, and that's that's one of those things too, where I think it's probably best not to have him because you know no one knew that ability yet within the Force to become a Force ghost. You know, because mm-hmm. even like they've shown that I think in Rebels, you know, where even Qui Gon is just kind of like sparkly stars because he hadn't yeah. learned everything yet. Although, truth be told, one of those heartfelt moments from Rebels is is when he does you see him kind of like as a Force ghost putting his his arm around Hera's right, shoulder right. I that I just I love it just it's so it's so touching and sweet mm. you know so for anybody that's lost anyone it's just I I love that idea so yeah. um I I think I have faith in Filoni that some of the stuff will will brew into a, a nice um mixture as the season progresses mm-hmm. any any ideas of of like I mean, obviously, Thrawn has been teased in the in the trailer. Right. Um, when do you think we're going to see Thrawn? Are they going to hold would, it out? Or are we going to see? I, the I think it'll be towards the end of the series. I, I would. I mean, I mean, because we don't know. I would imagine there's going to be more than just one season of Ahsoka. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, we see him in full uniform. Right? Yeah. So like exactly. he, he's like he'll he will have been in exile, right? And he but he's not gonna be rocking his uni in exile. So I'm pretty maybe sure he d- once, maybe he does. Maybe they've I mean, got maybe, replicators there. Another another interesting theory. Um, I just try to think of stuff to say. Like, um, so what would we even see? Not necessarily in this season, but in a future season. What happens when Thrawn comes back and you have like two factions of you know the Empire? And then what eventually mm-hmm. goes into the first order and would you see Ilum, the planet, you know, start to be kind of like how we saw at the end of episode three, with the Death Star being created, would you see Ilum becoming Starkiller base at some point? Mm-hmm. Because you, this is going to, this is happening right now. It's already right, happening. Right. Uh, Cause it's too big of a planet to just be like, Oh yeah, we did it in two years. <laughs> like it's well, like- the, um, you have, um, you have the whole aftermath series, which, right you know basically is the seeds of of the uh of um first order is set mm-hmm. and that that's supposed to take place within the first couple years after right. so there's a huge we could just kind of say that there's a huge amount of the empire that is kind of like launched out and formed um that and then the vacuum is whoever is left behind right. with the empire. So, see, my my my, my thing is this: is like I I, mean, I love Thrawn as a character, you know, and I read a bunch of the books and so forth, and I just I I, I have a hard time believing he really gives a shit about the empire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't think he does. So, like, I'm curious, like, I mean, what that's going to be like for like, because like. They're they're talking about bringing him back to like to lead the empire, right? Like, right. like but like he just doesn't give a damn. Like I, he, I think he he's just there for the strategy for the for the thrill of the win. Like and mm. like that's like that's mm. his that's what his character is. I don't think he's a, like like I don't think he's is like dependent or like has any type of like alignment with the emperor, so to speak, like, or to try and bring right. him back. I don't think he gives a damn. Yeah. Like, I think from a from a strategy perspective, it's probably better to leave him leave him dead. Yeah, like, did you ever see the movie The Battle of the Bulge? It came out in the sixties. No, it's really good. You should see it. But like, there's um, the um, I forget the actor's name, but the guy who was the the captain in Jaws, the guy eaten by the, the shark. Yeah, it's when he's really young. Uh, he's still blonde haired, you know, and, super uh, sexy, super sexy man at that before he's full of blown <laughs> alcoholic. Beast of a man. But uh, that's what it is. It's a uh, you know, it's a, it's a German counteroffensive in the winter of 1944, and mm. he's the leader of this entire invading force into belgium and i've always thought of thrawn of him like that character and that he's uh, what you're saying chris and that he does not give a damn about anybody but his own ego and his pride and yeah. he he just wants victory and there's a guy at the end of the movie that tells this you know this character this general is like you'll butcher the whole world as long as it keeps you in that uniform and that's how I feel about Thrawn. It's like Thrawn is just out for the glory, for his own vanity. Every you know, and that's yeah. yeah. That's, you know. Such a great character. <laughs> Such I, a good character. I I've always uh, I've always imagined uh, Ezra and um, Thrawn crashing onto a planet or something like that, and yeah. them having to kind of survive some sort of enemy mind kind of like you know mind games. Uh, I know I'm you never going to see you that. And I talked about that. Yeah. yeah, I know I'm never going to see that. See that, but I just love the idea of Thrawn using using Ezra to survive, and right. Ezra like in this kind of mind game with with Thrawn, knowing that if he helps him, he's going to be outsmarted or or taken, you know, mm-hmm. hostage. So, um, so that's a, a big question too as to what's happened to Ezra, and hopefully, uh, we'll like see a... some of that. I think you read it, Matt, like, you know, Lords of the Sith that came out in mm-hmm. 2016 or 17, that book. You know, the same thing. We're like, uh, there's a whole uh, kind of weird faction within the uh, Empire that tries to shoot down uh, Vader and uh, Palpatine are both on the shuttle and they get shot down and they have to live in this hostile planet with everything trying to kill them. And it's like, you know, they had to count on each other to survive, not just as Master and Apprentice, but like, no, this right. is for real. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like, and it's it's an interesting book. It's not the greatest book, but it's, it was, it was entertaining. Yeah. Well, sometimes, I mean, we, we do watch uh, or read stories um, of star Wars. Cause we want, we want that sci-fi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we want that sci-fi fantasy. So um, I, um, yeah, I, I loved seeing Ezra's lightsaber. I loved seeing the, the, apparently she, 
you know, Sabine got a personal message from from Ezra. I think uh, the the message that we actually see from Ezra at the end of Rebels is slightly different because yeah. it's addressed to the entire ship um, in that moment. So it kind of makes you like, okay, this was filler. I guess this this we're just gonna assume that he had a special private message for her. Um, he said, "Write to her DMs, dude." <laughs> seriously, seriously. Um, well, we have two people on this podcast that are totally shipping them, and one person that is like, "Nope, they're brother and sister. It's not I, happening." It does. I mean, I don't care either way. It's just one of those things where you know sometimes I would just. You know, not it's kind of like even like with the book of Boba Fett, like not every character needs a redemption arc, you know, and that, mm. that's what I felt kind of ruined Boba Fett. It's like, no, don't make him a good guy. I want him to be a scoundrel. I want him to be a ruthless bounty hunter. Uh, and it's the same thing. It's like not every single boy girl in any series has to be have a relationship. Sometimes it can just be what it so, is. Um, so book of Bo- Boba Fett to redeem itself should have a season two. I'm just pitching this right now. Slaughtering younglings. Where he basically, he has to like, he goes back. He goes back to like yeah, the dark ruthless. side, essentially. Yeah, yeah being exactly. ruthless. Something happens to him like so, so badly that it would pivot him into this darker kind of like yeah. side. So, <laughs> and he should be manipulated by other bounty hunters into this. Like bringing in IG eighty eight and like somehow uh, you well, think they should just kill it. Well, you know, I, I don't <laughs> do think not do any of this crap. <laughs> I don't think we've ever talked about it on Owen and Baru, but you know, you know, I I felt where Book of Boba Fett went wrong is that it should have been a book it started. of Boba Fett. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. should have been. It should well, have we been were time. We talked like about each, this. Each chapter should right. have been a different time each, period. Exactly, because you know? then we could have gotten young Boba. Or yeah, we got to got a young teenage, Boba and yeah. teenage Boba connected. We didn't need forty five minutes of like like buddy buddy time with the uh, what what do you call the it sand the people. uh the yeah. sand people like christ and there was a 44 minute episode about making how, a stick how many times yeah. have you seen Bo- how many times did you see boba fett in a house robe okay <laughs> a lot now, dude a lot i'm i'm not trying to be you know any which way on this but i would like to see some other characters in house robes that are not boba fett <laughs> Supposedly, though, it's a rumor has not been confirmed that he is in Ahsoka as old Rex. Oh, that oh. would be really cool. I don't like I said I, it's a rumor. Yeah, but that's uh, that would be I would love that. Be great. Yeah, yeah. I think thought that they've released a black series six six inch of the, the end or trooper that looks like Rex because they've they've retconned him in the bearded. There's a bearded commando. From Return of the Jedi, they've they yeah yeah they yeah they retcon that yeah they, yeah they're... but they made his him as an action figure. It doesn't say Rex though on it, even though oh. they yeah I know it's like come on you you made the figure you're totally setting this up so mm. um all right gentlemen we we have to keep this this close so um but uh, we'll be back we'll be back again to talk more um, sure. Ahsoka. Um, and if, if you, if you're wanting more of this three, you know, check out the ramble cast after dark where we cuss even more. <laughs> yeah. yeah for Wide open. And we've gotten all of our star Wars talk out of the way. So Jack can't complain. Be happy. That, yeah. that, right. Uh, you know, so who would, who would have thought I would have been the one to drop an F bomb on this show and not Chris. You oh, did. I did though. I did. Did, you, did you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so I would say generally we liked it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. We, I, that, I, I really liked it. I mean, yeah. I, I gave it an A. I don't like. We got, we got grace, B. But... We got well. Here's, here's it. We, we got a B from Nick as a whole. Yeah. I got you got an A or a B. I think it's a B B plus. I said B to B plus. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, so I like say I'll, I'll give it eighty six. I'll give it an A minus to an A. Matt. Uh, I'll go B plus to A minus just to split okay. <laughs> there it is. because there it is. And, and the B plus is simply for it's, it's hard. It's hard for me to get past certain characters. It's like, yeah. that doesn't yeah. look like sure. that person. It doesn't look like it, it doesn't talk like it. Takes it, me body. Out. it takes yeah. me out of the, it that universe. So, That's the only like, character Hera, that took Hera, me out was her. Hera wasn't time. hot, <laughs> but she is. Now. I mean, Elizabeth, she is an attractive lady, but not Jeez. as Hera, you know? There we go. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, and, and I don't want it to make it all about that. We we did and no, I did no. really I enjoy a lot character. of the action. Yeah. 
love loved um where this plot is going yeah like you um, said like a sabine i'm totally 100 fine with sabine she's great uh even yeah, people, people are being weird about her i like, know i, I don't mean, get it either uh, sabine is fine to me i like yeah, her character actually comes off the page or off the screen to me more yeah. so than than yeah. ahsoka and hera and right. so for me right now it's sabine ahsoka right and then you can't see my hand now because it's off yeah. the screen. <laughs> chopper, chopper's all the way at the <laughs> chopper's top. Chopper's always top. Yeah. 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 So anyway. Yeah, exactly. I mean, as long as we get just a little bit, like just a hint of snips, then I'm fine. You I know? want some snips. Some yeah. snips. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, tune in next week when we'll have more. Thank you for uh, listening to this podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, check out other stuff on the Jan Jack Network. Go to janjack.com. Become a patron. Help this show out. Lots of people donate. Let us know what you think. Uh, yeah, let us know. What, yeah. Do you do you remember this email? I think I do. Uh, you can reach out to us about uh, Ahsoka or anything else, uh, Star Wars, uh, at theforceiswelldone at gmail.com. That's theforceiswelldone at gmail.com. Perfect. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, there's a few patrons that make this show possible uh more so than any of the other patrons and uh one of them in particular was asking specifically for us to do this so yeah. uh thank you to maggie still a mandalorian the mandalorian that's right eck hardly looks like hera <laughs> joannikin was my master oh. okay and ed the happy loaf cat thank you all you for go. doing what nice. you do uh, and thanks for making this this show possible. So appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. All right, uh, that's, that's the it. first time I've actually thanked them and been sincere. I'm like, I'm like ah, screw you guys. <laughs> you guys. The other podcasts we love reflect it. that. But um, no, thank you again, and uh, join us next week. So uh, this was a great show. It was one in a million, right? Not bad at all. <laughs>